Here we are. We're back. Another episode of The Off Point with CJ and Ace. I'm Ace. I'm CJ. All right. Let's, uh, man, there's a lot to, lot to cover, a lot to unpack from the things that went down this weekend in college sports. Um, a true test to adversity um, is all I can say about the Ohio State and Penn State game. Uh, uh, we watched the last, what, five, six games maybe of the Buckeyes just rolling. Yep. I mean, seriously rolling. We think that, you know, they're just picking up all this steam. And then you watch, and then there was a buildup for Penn State. They were rolling. Um, found themselves uh in a situation where they lost to Iowa which during this time I was looking like this you know this big tank in the west that's going to keep rolling themselves and then it, and then so coming off that loss Penn State goes and plays Illinois which we're all thinking the way Illinois is going that Penn State shouldn't have any problems taking care of business. You think they would come off of the loss to Iowa? Just ready to bounce back, you know? Yeah. Um, come back a little upset, you know, just kind of, you know, n- not happy that they won. Let's go in here and let's roll on Illinois. That is not what happened. As we know, we talked about it last week about that insane nine overtime game. <laughs> at home and they lose yeah that that was nuts and that took out so much steam so much luster off of the an- the game anticipation between Ohio State and Penn State yep so now because of that they dropped the 20 Ohio State comes in favored with an 18 and a half points and the Penn State from the beginning of the season decides to show up for this game. Yep. I don't think that the Buckeyes were looking ahead, which I think Penn State probably got caught doing last week at Illinois. Yeah. Or with Illinois. So we're at home. And like I said, here comes Penn State ready to play. And we know in the past, the past tells us that this game isn't going to be easy. It doesn't nope. matter if – I don't think it matters. It's a dogfight every if, time. If Illinois came in this 0-7, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think it mattered. They could have been 0-7, come in this game and gave it the fight that we saw yeah. Saturday. Nittany Lions definitely could have done that. Um, but it's a dogfight every time. Doesn't every matter. time. Every time. Yeah, so, juggernaut Ohio State and a crap Penn State. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um they came and they fought, and man, that was a game. That that had me, I mean, it had been a while since the Oregon game that had me on the edge of my seat, you know, really nervous about you know the outcome of that, what this game is going to do. Now, let's talk about what happened in this game. And first, I just want to point out that I want to give credit to Penn State. Their defense is as advertised. Yep. Okay. Um. They 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 did what 
I mean, except for Illinois, I don't know how Illinois ran on Penn State like they did, but Ohio State struggled. They struggled running, getting Travion Henderson. I mean, we talked about this guy. This guy would come in, do nine carries, hit 100 yards, and go sit the bench for the rest of the game. Like, you did your job. Good job, buddy. Go ahead. Take a break. Yep. That wasn't the case. No. Wasn't the case at all. Um, So, hats off to Penn State's defense for um, almost shutting down the run game. And I'm glad Ohio State really kept pushing this. I think they knew what they had, and I think they knew that they just had to just keep pushing it because it's going to help open up more things on the offense. Now, let's continue on with the offense. So Ohio State's offense, I would say, for the most part in the first half, seemed a little – it was slow. A little slow, a little sluggish. I mean, Penn State was – they were doing some things. Um, they, They were covering our guys. Uh, Stroud, uh, I just, I didn't, I just didn't see the accuracy that we had, we got used to seeing these last several yeah. games. So I really think the pressure of the game kind of got to the Buckeyes. And I know we keep saying they're young, they're young, they're learning and growing. But I do think that there is some truth to this. That is the thing about Ohio State. Ohio State is the odd team out, I say, because every year. We are the gut, the team with the veterans, and everyone else is young. So we're stomping everyone else. We're rolling over everyone else because they're a young team. Yeah. But it, but eventually, guys leave, and then Ohio State becomes the young team, unfortunately, at the time that everyone else becomes the veteran team. Right. Like, yeah, eventually the, the, the veterans rolled out, mm-hmm. and then all these new guys came in. And but for all, now, every other team, we're it's the talking other way around. Like a, I mean, there's like a handful of veterans, you know, some guys that have actually been there before yep. to help out. Yeah, and and, and, I, and I think that they probably did a good job of you know trying to help and and you know keep everybody they calm. Did. Let's let, let, we're not going in the panic mode here, guys. Let's just keep her cool. And that's what they did. They kept her cool, and they just kept. They did. Kept, if they kept the if they went plan. into panic mode, it would have been downfield, downfield, downfield. I, I think it would have got Every bad. Pass. I think it would have got bad. I think we would have seen a lot more things defensively on on Penn State. I think we would have been, uh, you know, re- really messing things up. But here's another thing. I I really think that nerves came into play. Mm-hmm. It was the penalties. Yeah. There were a lot of penalties. Let's look back at these last few games. Very few penalties. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, and these weren't like bad ref-calling penalties. These were like false starts. Yeah. You know, snap infractions. I mean, that, that's on Buckeyes. That's on the players. Okay? Yeah. And, and that's what I said. The, the stage, when the stage gets big and the lights get bright, the nerves can come out real easy. I don't. I don't even play on the field, and I and I can feel the nerves in my body. Yeah, I mean that's what this game had on the line, and you knew that it would. But all exactly. week, the crazy thing, the crazy thing is, is like all week, you hear, you you would ask, you know, what's your prediction on this game? Fifty six seventeen. Yeah, fifty six seventeen, or uh, you know, forty two ten. I mean, these yeah. are the, these are the scores that you're thinking. I mean, just given what. And and I and I think what what happened is, and it really came down to what we saw in Penn State versus Illinois. Like, okay, we did not give out our score predictions 
last week for last night's game, but I will say mine all along was going to be 35 to 21, and I was pretty darn close. Okay. Yeah, that would have been, I knew, that would not have been my I knew, prediction. Again, that even with that Illinois game that this was going to be a dogfight. It is every year. Mm-hmm. The one year, the one year it wasn't was last year. But that's just an asterisk year. Yeah. Yep. Things things were different, not to mention Penn For State. Sure. I think had like a lot of its best players sitting out that year because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of got Parsons I mean, being one of them. Yeah, you kind of got to dismiss last year. It was a funky year. And just, you know, we can just skip that. So, but But other than that, ever since Penn State beat us, including that game, it's been one point ever since. Right. And now this year against the, probably the best defense that Penn State has ever had in an explosive Ohio State offense. Mm -hmm. And it was, what, a nine-point difference? Yeah. I mean, it's... It's eight more than one point. It's better than the last few years. It is, but like, but I just, I just find it amazing that 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 we, you know, and by we, I mean most people looked at Illinois and or not looked at they looked at Penn State and based on and based them. Made a, off of des- one game. made a decision off of this one game against Illinois. And it was like they completely forgot about all the games that they had previously played. Like all of a sudden, I mean, and I think it went, it came down to Cliff, uh, Sean Clifford getting hurt mm-hmm. in that Iowa game. Because I, I believe, and I'm not the only one who believes this, that if Sean Clifford remained healthy in that Iowa game, Penn State would have would have came out victorious. Mm-hmm. And he would, and, and then Clifford would have went yeah. in that Illinois game. Still at 100%. I don't think that he was 100%. He took a hit in that Illinois game. Um, and I just think it, uh, you know, just destabilized the guy. And they just didn't play to their potential that they should have played at Illinois. I just think they had a funky game. That was a I, trap game. That was a trap game. Coming off of a bye into yeah. that game, that was a trap game. That was a, probably a true trap game for Penn State. They got caught. Um and they learned from it, and they bounced back, and they played an amazing game. Yeah, I mean they played an amazing um, game against Ohio State. But I can't, I can't get over the penalties. I mean, we probably gave them. No, we did. We gave them like over seventy points mm-hmm. in penalties. I yeah, mean, seventy yards. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, not points. Sorry, yards over seventy yards. In penalties. We almost gave him an entire football field. We basically said, we basically kicked the ball to him and then said, here, come up closer to this end zone. Yeah. And then, and then not not yeah. only that, it was like flashbacks of the Minnesota game every time we got in the red zone. It was. Penn State, but, and, and they talked about this in the game, that Penn State um, is doing a phenomenal job of uh, their red zone defense. And to that, I will say, Noah Ruggles. No, that guy had a career night. I mean, no thanks to our offense not doing crap. Yeah. But hey, the guy scored a lot of field goals. He did. He he was uh, yeah. He did a fantastic job. He 
he did what he was supposed to do for a guy that you know that you really we haven't seen him get out there because we didn't we didn't need him to no and not but, only that he's not even our starter wow it's amazing that would, um, that would be siebert like siebert yeah yeah so and he hasn't he hasn't missed a, a kick yet so kudos to him uh thankfully you know he uh put it through the uprights when we needed him to because we struggled in that in that red zone i mean we and and here's the thing downfield we were gashed with plays I mean, there yeah. was the there was the one touchdown pass which I really I, I think um, sparked some confidence in the Buckeyes, and that was that that Stroud to Alave yep. um, for a touchdown. And I, I mean, that was huge. I think that was huge. I think that was what helped spark the you know the offense and the confidence that Ohio State needed to continue forward and just to keep pressing and know that we can do this. And then when they started out t- towards the end. In the second half, um, you know, fourth quarter, I would say, uh, finally getting some runs by Travion Henderson. They finally started getting things opened up and, and then just watched him, you know, just grab yards. He had like 170-plus yards rushing. So things were coming together offensively. We just really struggled in that, re- in that, in that red zone. So good job for uh, Penn State for holding us there. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, let's go to the other side of the ball, Ohio State's defense, because this has always been the concern, you know. Yeah. Here's the test. Here's the test. You're finally going to get a good offense as long as Penn State shows up the way, you know, we have seen them uh, throughout the season. And and they didn't do too bad. The defense that we got a, a, a scoop and score yeah, by Jerron Cage. Big, big guy. Big guy. 305 pounder trucking down there with the championship belt falling out the back of his jersey it looked like <laughs> that's what it um, looked like <laughs> so I, you know the defense came up big there that helped think about it if he didn't have that yeah um man we'd we'd barely have squeaked out I mean at two point when yeah we would barely squeak that one out so that was huge thanks cage um i think our defense came up but when when we needed remember the to. other guys fanning them off? Yeah, yeah, it was funny. And yeah, the defense showed up when they needed to. When they needed to, they did a lot of bend. Too much bend, though. I think they were too bendy. Um, I mean, there's bend, but don't break. But then there was bend, and don't then they just bend, bend a little to where more. You're practically breaking. Yeah, and and here's another problem that I saw with the defenses. Once Penn State got in the red zone. They were they were more than likely to score. It's like once they got in yeah. the red zone, I'm like, all right, that's it. They're going to score. We let them get to the. But when we didn't, when they weren't getting in the red zone, we were getting the stops. That like when we did stop them, it wasn't in a for, red zone. For our defense, I will say, I don't know if you noticed, but we've been playing a one safety in the middle ever since Matt Barnes took over. That's the. It's, it's what we've been doing ever since. One okay. safety yeah. in the middle. And that's per- pretty much what we've done ever since Barnes has taken over. And Penn State knew that, and they took advantage of that. Yeah, they hit a lot of over-the-middle stuff. Um, when they needed the you know the third downs, or the, you know, and they needed to capture some, some quick yards. Uh, it seemed like over-the-middle was like a good go-to. Yeah. Or they would hit, uh, hit those outside corners because mm-hmm. Buckeyes tend to struggle there as well. Um, they do. They, they, I wouldn't say that they were huge um, plays that Penn State would get 
on those outside corners, no. but it was enough. It was enough to keep moving moving that, the that ball was forward. An, that was kind of another thing is um, the Buckeyes, like our defense just wouldn't, they weren't quite fast enough because th- there wasn't really any catch and run for 20 yards. Like our guys got there, but they didn't get there fast enough to stop the catch. Right. I mean, they did a good job in the sense of keeping everything in front of them, and that's the important thing. It's better to get, you know, a seven, eight yard, um, uh, you know, a a catch or a run and not an 80 yard gash for a TD. You know what I mean? You'd you'd rather get those short, short little yardage than get gashed. So they did a good job of keeping everything in front of them. They really didn't, I mean, on some of the bigger plays that they did get, like again, I mean, we were there to immediately grab a tackle, which was good. Yeah. So their their yards after catches, I don't think we're we're up there, and then and that's something where we excelled. Or another thing was, it's like we continued to play kind of a loose defense in the red zone, where you want to tighten things up. Yeah, because in the red zone, there's twenty or less yards to work with. Now. So you'd think you want to tighten things up, yeah. and we really weren't. We were still kind of playing a bit of a looser defense. So I would I like they the, were. It was a very. They were playing like a soft. Their zone. own forty. Yeah. Well, now. So, so throughout this game, I'm just. It, it came to the point, probably at least in the third quarter or late in the third quarter. I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, just we need to. We need. We need to escape from that. We need to just win this game. And go. All right, take a deep breath. We got the W. Now we got some film. I, I think this was a really good test for the Buckeyes. I am glad is is as, as stressful as that game was. We needed. I, it. I, I think we needed it. I think it's another just like the loss to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, Stroud said it himself it in, the, like in a, the press conference yeah. afterward. Afterward, that you know, you you want the win, but like, that loss was good for you. It was yeah, good I mean, for the it team. Was a, it was a bit of a reality check. But both of those, yes. the Penn State and the Oregon game, and, and it's good to 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 learn off a a tough win, and that's what this is. This was a tough win, and I'm telling you, with those penalties and the stupid stuff, the Buckeyes were shooting themselves in the foot. If it wasn't for the penalties, that would have been a different game. Just eliminating all those pe- penalties Just, alone would have changed it. Right, two, three score game. Right, and 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 that's just just eliminate the the uh, like the the false starts and and like the uh, the snap infractions. I, I mean, Wipler, I think was just I I think he was I think he was nervous. Yeah. The you know the bright lights were getting to him. My two biggest complaints about the penalties in that game was one, the targeting on Steel Chambers. Yeah. That was just a bunch of crap. Yeah, I mean, I could see where As they called it. Just of call it by, I mean, I could see, are. like, by rule. But, man, and, and, and this has got to be a discussion to where you have to be able to determine what is, like, true targeting. If you want to uh, – a targeting would be – To me, like, the you remember, you remember when um, – Fields? When Fields took it. That was targeting. Come on. I mean, that was, like, dude going crown, it, it crown it down. It always is with him. Watch him play. I it know. always is. I know. He's ejected almost every other game. Right. Seems that way. He so, should be suspended at So this that's point. why I think there needs to be a breakdown, like a like categorize Actually, 
the you know like a mm-hmm. level like a level of of targeting like mm-hmm. it's targeting but not like an intentional type targeting yeah to where it's like a fear it's like it's, it's, it's like just a helmet to helmet it's more of like a just a victim of circumstance yeah. you know you go low but yet then the other guy goes low too you, you you don't expect it you just you're just trying to make a tackle this is football people you know it's a rough sport and it's a contact sport it is and when you whatever you do when you move forward, you're leading with your head. And it's hard to move your head from one, you know, to go. I mean, you could try, but it, it can be difficult at times to get, you know, to move your head out of the way. You're just, you're going down. You lead with your head. It's just I mean, the way it is. I mean, just look at Trayvon Henderson plays. He leads with his head. That, that, that's how you play football. Lead your, or your shoulder. I mean, that's the thing. The, the, lead, the pads? They tell you, like, to lead with your shoulder. So maybe if he would have had more of his shoulder into that, maybe – they wouldn't have called it a targeting as much. But here's the thing. Well, at the same time, it's I'm just okay. simple laws of physics. Yeah, And I'm okay and I'm with, the, with the penalties. The ejection, I'm not okay with. Yeah. Unless it's, it is like, what's his face from Clemson yeah. that nailed fields? Then he needed you know? that. Now, That's why there needs to be different levels of targeting. You need to exactly. be able to discern, you know, what, you know, how fierce... You know how egregious that you know leading with that you know the, the exactly. leading with your helmet is because I really think ninety ninety percent of the time they forget about physics an object in motion stays in motion yeah <laughs> what do you think he's just going to hit the brakes yeah Ooh, yeah if you're, if you're diving forward no. um, but uh, and, and at the what same you at expect? the same time I think you also need to know. When you're going after a guy, uh, uh, you know, you're trying to tackle somebody. You're going after them. You're, your eyes are on them. Mm-hmm. If a guy's going down to slide, and you haven't really you made have your move. You have to go move, down, too. Uh, to finish it, because well, he can slide and still get back well, that's up like, in some who, cases. Who was that that caught the ball on their knees? Was that Alave or, or Garrett? I can't remember. Owen Wilson, only Wilson can Garrett do that Wilson, stuff. He, he came down. He was on his knees making that catch, and he took that late hit. That guy should not have he, – he, he was on his knees. What is he going to do? Magically pop up? I believe you There's can. He no, can. I'm just, I'm, okay, he but can he's not going to be able – the way the way he was positioned on his knees, he's already on the ground. He's down. That, he catches Not it. always. He, he's down. That's not always down. But you can't go flying into the guy – the way that that defensive player did. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, you can visually see when a person, he's not going to, he, he's, he's going to be defenseless. Either the guy's sliding, if he's sliding, don't jump at him. You can run up and just put your hands on him to hold him down. Or, yeah. you know, I mean, you know what I'm thinking? I mean, they got to yeah, think about it. You don't need to launch don't, yourself, don't really. put yourself in the situation. Try to not put yourself in the situation. Just, just play a little smarter and we can really avoid these calls altogether as much as possible. But I do agree when, when it does happen, you need to be able to evaluate how egregious the targeting was yeah. <laughs> and, 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 to, and be able to decide. Like this was clearly, you know, a circumstantial targeting that wasn't egregious. Yes, go ahead, because it did happen. A foul's a foul, you know, it, like in basketball. You don't, you don't intend to smack somebody in the face or, or in their arms or anything going, going after the ball. It just happens. You go after the ball, you miss, you hit their hands, you smack their foul. You get no, called. I will say, I think 
I think hockey fans complain the but, least. But they're not going to eject you yeah. for accidentally smacking somebody in the face and they and, and get a bloody lip. I mean, because that mm-hmm. happens. So hearing the same thing, yeah. go ahead and penalize it. It's a foul. You know, it was a, it's a foul. Go ahead and penalize him for it. But, man, ejecting the guy from the game? Yeah. I mean, that, that you know, you really need to evaluate that better. Yeah, and I will say I do think hockey fans complain about penalties the least. Because you can punch a guy and you're fine. <laughs> um, it's just fine. So, yeah, if you just took away some of those nervous penalties, the false starts, you know, the stupid ones, um, you know, not necessarily a pass interference because those things, those, those, those are, you know, common things that even, even the Buckeyes P- can even get Even the PI up. needs to be adjusted. Maybe. Because, you it, know, it, it, you just get, I mean, it the defender is going to try to prevent – yeah. The receiver from catching the ball. And the receiver is going to react to that. That needs to be taken into account. You can't punish the defender for doing his job, and you can't punish the receiver for just trying to get open. Now, when they're tugging on jerseys, like an actual tug, that that's a little bit different. But just slapping arms, kind of trying to push each other away a little bit, that's fine. Oh, I mean, you're allowed the you know the contact and get a little handsy. Um, it all it really depends. Oh, oh it depends, depends on the depends on, you have. on the on the. And, the, and then, you know they also base it off of you know at, you know once the ball's released towards that receiver, where the where your eyes are, where the defender's eyes are. So, um, yeah, you know some things get you know go into account when making a passing interference call. That I know that sometimes it can it can be hard. Everything happens so fast sometimes. It does. So, um, but aside of all that, uh, thank goodness they got the victory. You know, yeah. and here's the upside of that is they've got they've got footage now. You know, exactly that that they they've got film that they can go over, look to see what they did wrong, what they didn't do. Um, I would like to see Fields do some more running. If you're going to run, dude, just fields? go. Not Fields. Fields did plenty of running. Yeah, well, I watched Fields play today in the Bears game. Yeah. Um, he didn't do too bad. Uh, unfortunately, they lost to my Niners. But we can get to that later. Yeah. Um, so, Stroud. So, um, I, I, I'd like to see the guy just be a little more... <sighs> Aggressive. Yeah, in, in running. But he, he did bring that up in the press conference, and it sounds like he's like, if we're going to run, make the running backs do it. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's all fine and dandy, but they, maybe they need to design some plays. Your I know quarterback, you want, they want to protect the quarterback. I get that. Yeah, but at the same time, sometimes. Teach I mean, the guy to slide it, if he can't slide. I mean, it's slide. the same thing as using your tight end versus your wide receiver. Some situations, you need the tight end over the receiver. Or a fullback versus a halfback. Sometimes your fullback is just going to work better than your halfback would. Well, well sometimes if, your quarterback is going to work better than your running back. Well, and if you have a running or a, a quarterback that can run, you're it, just you're just adding, you're just adding you know another weapon to the arsenal. I mean, he's not J.T. Barrett. He's not Justin Fields. Clearly, not even Dwayne Haskins. In how and when he runs, how he does. No, oh, even Haskins ran more than. Stroud. Well, I'm not saying how often they do. I'm saying, but when they do, he's still not comparable to them. But I know I but would like can to see a, a more some. He a can few do more. it enough. He can do it well enough 
well, there's like no reason some not to see runs. more. I would like to see some exactly. designed runs on some third and longs that, and I don't know, maybe this is something they're just, I don't know if they're just going to wait and then bring it out so that way there's not film on him taking off like that maybe. and then use Saving it later it on. The, maybe. maybe. At the same time, this is, DJ, isn't this the game to do it? It would have been. It would have been. Or is Penn State because not, not we, well, well needs, enough on our radar? Right. Well, I think it needs to come into play. When the passing, when your run game's a little, it's a little off. You're not really getting a whole lot going on your, I mean, your run game with your yeah. backs, and then your pass pass game is a little off. Is a little off because he wasn't Which, hitting on again, point like we have seen him hit on. When point. he did hit on point, who was it to? Because you, you said this, Jeremy Rucker. Oh yeah. For whatever reason, he was just on point, perfect. He was. He would catch him right Rucker. in stride. And it was nice. We went to Rucker in this game, just like nine out, out of ten times when we go to the tight end. Chunks of yard, chunks of yards. We got right. It was a good gang every time. It was indeed. So why not when Wilson, Smith, Najigba, Alave aren't really working out? Henderson isn't entirely working out. Williams really isn't working out. You don't want to bring in Pryor because he's too far down the list right now. Why not go to Ruckert more if he's the guy picking up a bunch of yards every time? Well, I think I mean, that they would pick the guy that, that, well, Stroud's going to do, he's going to find the open man, and that's where he's going to throw it. Exactly. I mean, that's just that's how it is. So as long as he's getting open, then, yeah, I don't, yeah, you know, use everything you have at your disposal. And I think that's what Stroud was doing. And I think he was doing a pretty good job. I, there was just times where he just went and his, hitting, hitting right on, or there was the miscommunication, like him and Alave. Oh, when, man. Which that happens just so much with Alave. Well, it's like it's like, like when Alave misses bad, like when Alave misses bad, mm-hmm. it's a miscommunication. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, yeah, that was it's too bad. Barely... That, that would that could have been a touchdown if Stroud would have put a little, a little more air, a little more air underneath that ball. Um, Alave would have had that boom right there in the end zone touchdown. I mean that. That could have been another thing that I mean, really. I mean, Olave has like Inspector Gadget arms. I mean, he can just. Yeah. So that was unfortunate. So if he still couldn't catch that, that was quite a bit of an underthrow. Right. Um, yeah. So it was. It was. It was a fun game to watch. It was a, a nervous game to watch. Um, a lot to take from it. I mean, they've got they've got a lot to lot to to evaluate and some things to fix, some things to work on. Um, and I also think that getting through that, um, you know, uh, digging through the trenches with Penn State like that is just another milestone and another, um, you know, a hard-earned lesson um, to experience that they now have on their belt that I think will only help them moving forward. Because it's not over. I mean, they go to Nebraska next week. Um, they don't want to underestimate that. I, I feel bad for Scott Nebraska. Frost. <laughs> and then Nebraska could pull it off. I mean, I, I, I if don't they think they played their best game. Well, Ohio State's going to have to play worse than they did Penn State. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, Nebraska just isn't good enough to get over the hump. They had another close game. They were they were in it. They were right there, but they just can't 
finish. And I and I and I I believe that Ohio State, after playing doing what they did, also I feel like Ohio State doesn't play that well at home, and I don't know why. But you take you get them on the road, and I feel like they play a lot better. So hopefully that'll be the Every case when they go to Nebraska. Every game's a home game except the literal home game. Right. Um, or, as I've been saying for a long time now, Ohio State just doesn't play as well in alternate uniforms. They don't tend to. Or they seem to struggle. Alternate uniforms in the national championship last year. What happened? Yeah. The year before, alternate uniforms in that Clemson game. What happened? I don't know. I don't want to blame that. What is this, a mint? Yeah. What are you trying to tell me? You're giving me mints? Laying mints, it's been mints laying on my there seat? For a week. But uh, Yeah. Um, but I'm like five feet from me. Is my breath not? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they got Nebraska next week. Um, I, I don't think that they'll have any problems there as long as they look at the film with, with Penn State because you know Nebraska's going to be looking. They're going to see, like, what, is, what did Penn State do? They're going to see – you know, is Ohio State and you to know, that, still Ohio struggling? Ohio State things. needs to come out just a little bit different. Just, and then Nebraska just, just keep, wait. Just stick. Just do we what did. you do. Here's the thing. Well, yeah, they obviously. have an identity. Ohio State has an identity, and as long as they stick to that and they don't shoot shoot themselves in the foot with penalties, yeah. I think we're going to be okay. I agree, but I'm we're just going saying to be all if you right. start off with a little bit of a different look than usual. Like let's say we usually start a run pass, run pass, pass run, pass run. Just something a little bit different than Nebraska was going to be like, crap, and know. then you... Actually, I think they started off the first play was a pass play. Um, well, you know what I'm... I think you know what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. Well, just if a you, slightly if you, different if you do Don't change to... your game plan. I don't Just think give so. a slightly I think, different... Yeah, I think that they will just go ba- based... One, they're going to go based off of the, their opponent. You know, what, what you see they that they, they can or can't handle. Where, do they, where What have they been struggling with? Let's start, you know, working at that first. Um, but there's always a gameplay. There's always a script, you know, to go that they're going to go by. Um, and as long as things are flowing with their script, then everything's going to be fine and dandy. Yep. Um, but the road ahead. Before we head off of Ohio rough. State, let's take a let's take a look at Ohio State's projected. All right. In well, real well quick. predictions the rest of their schedule okay we'll do that um right after this quick break um from our one and only sponsor (laughs) all right we're back and so let's get to what is it you wanted to to go over? All right, well, I was going to take a look at our projected remaining schedule. Oh, okay. Mainly focusing on that the game. But now that I think of it, I do think last week all we got to look at was the game. Because we ran short on time. So let's go through and look at, according to last week, Let's look at our stats for the rest of the schedule. Or our predicted win prob- probability, I should say. Starting off with ne- next week's opponent. Okay. Nebraska. Yeah. At Nebraska. Yep. So we'll probably dominate because we're not at home. Last week, 
or two weeks ago, I should say, 77.5% chance. That went up to an 80.8%. Okay. And in the all-time series, Ohio State leads 8-1. to one. All right. I guess that's not too bad of a probability. I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen. The following week at Purdue. Two weeks ago, that was 90.9%. Last week, that is 93.9%. Okay, and that kind of boggles my mind a little bit because what kind of stock does Nebraska have over Purdue? Purdue just beat Nebraska. Isn't that who played? Purdue and Nebraska, right? So I just, I just think it's funny that they would think that it, uh, probably because is it at home, the Purdue game? Yeah. Okay. And that's probably why, which <laughs> which maybe. I mean, I, I think it, 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 it kind of ups your chances of, of winning when you play at home, statistically. Yeah. So maybe that's why. All right. And then, and then, then we got Michigan State the next week. All the time. Week. Well, for Purdue, our all-time series, we we lead 39-15-2. Gotcha. Moving on to Sparty. Two weeks ago, that would have been an 83% chance. As of last week, is an 86.5% chance. Oh. As of right now. That's impressive. <laughs> That's impressive. My guess is right now, it's probably gone down to, gone back down to 83 yeah, there was an impressive win, and we'll get to that in a moment. All-time series? All-time series, Ohio State leads 34-15. to 15. It's the same as Purdue, except for the two ties. Yeah. Now, we have the, the big one, which we addressed last week, but just as a refresher, two weeks ago, 58.2%. Last week, 62.6%. Yes, too bad. I can't wait to see the the updated version on this, which we probably, yeah. you know, we won't be able to get to that until next week, but that's fine. And our all-time series is the only one we do not lead, and that is 58 to 51 to 6. Okay. Surprising well, we amount are, of ties. We are creeping on a come up with that one, so. That we are, and there, let's just kind of. That's gonna be huge. Take I can't wait for down. the day that Ohio State finally hits that, really that 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 mark that just finally puts us over because they've held that record over yeah, us for so long. That'd be nice. So, real quick, let's run down through the other college football games within the top twenty-five. Starting off with Troy versus Coastal Carolina. Okay. Coastal coming off their first loss last week. Mm-hmm. On a Wednesday night. Well, this time it's on a Thursday night. And they barely beat the Trojans 28-35. to 35. Okay. Well, a bit close there. They got the dub. That's all that matters. Now 4-4 four four tro- Trojans. Next up we got... Now, I really have my hopes up for this game. That was the Texas Longhorns versus the Baylor Bears, in which Baylor came out on top 31-24. No surprise there. Texas is really struggling. And now, let's get to probably the biggest game 
of the weekend. This was a game I think a lot of people had their eyes on. You had, um, uh, was it the, the ranked six Wolverines? And was it, uh, would they have Sparty at eight? Eight, yeah. So six and eight. All right. Going head to head, you knew this was big brother versus little brother. Who's going to come home with the, the W? And you watch the first half of that game, and you're thinking the Wolverines are going to do Teton it. Teton has got this game under yeah. wraps. I mean, at one point it was 30 to 14. And then what happens? Sparty. Sparty rallies back with the final. 37 to 33, which. Amazing. His name escapes me now, but Sparty's new head coach. Mel Tucker. Yep. He is the first, I believe, the first Spartans coach <clears throat> to beat their interstate ri- rivals in the Wolverines in his first two years. Two years, yep. This was year two. It was year two for Mel Tucker, and he is doing great things with Spartans. I can't, so wait, to, I can't Harbaugh wait to face him. Has a zero win record against two coaches or three coaches Urban Meyer, Ryan Day, and Mel. Yep. That, that, mm. It's not this looking is, too This good. has got to put a very bad taste in, in Teton's mouth because. I really feel because they had this whole, we're back, you know, yeah. we're back. And then, and you know, maybe a little bit of talk against Ohio State, like, like they had something going. And then the revenge it, tour 2.0. It, yeah. And then, I mean, here's the thing. And I still think that, that the Wolverines could have pulled that, pulled off that win. But I don't know what it was. I think they just, I think they got it. You got that mentality when you're up 30 to 14 that, oh, you got, got this. this. We got this. And then the fight doesn't leave out of Michigan State. Because they're down. That's right. They, they're they not going to stop. And that's That and, team up north only scored three points. Three points. To, what was that, 23? If that's the math, yep, 23 points. They, they outscored. only scored. They outscored them twenty-three to three. Nuts! It is only and, Jim well, here's the Harbaugh, thing. and they had the opportunity, and this was huge. They had the opportunity. Teton had the opportunity to 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 score. They had a three and three. Okay, what has Michigan been doing this whole season? Run, 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 run. That's been their thing. Run, run, run. You, it's three and three. You got a minute 52 or a minute 50 or something, just under two minutes on the clock in the fourth quarter. You're three and three, and they tried for like a 20-yard pass, and it brought up a fourth and three. Only Jim Harbaugh. That was ridiculous. Horrible play call. I think that I, I don't know why you would throw it that far. Jim Harbaugh. The guy caught it, by the way, out of bounds. But that was it was that was bad. That was bad. It shouldn't have went like that. If he did a pass play, 
maybe a, a little a little quick out or and something. That, and that MSU running back, he's making a Heisman campaign for himself. Yeah, I think they probably threw his name in there with the Heisman run. Um, we'll see. Moving on, we have the Bearcats remaining undefeated against Tulane, winning thirty-one to twelve. It looked a little rough there in the beginning. Move on against the Pitt Panthers, who I believe beat Clemson. Yeah. Against the Miami Hurricanes of Florida, the Hurricanes come off with the win somehow, some way. 38 to 34. It looks like it was a close one. I didn't watch it, so. Another head scratcher. Oh, my gosh. And see, From and the Iowa is... Hawkeyes, 7 to 27 against who? Not Ohio State. Clearly not Penn State, that team up north, or Michigan State. But Wisconsin. Yeah, that that's that's two weeks in a row. For the Hawkeyes. What is, what is going, going on? on? What is going what? on? How do you not lose to Penn State and then you lose to Purdue and Wisconsin? Well, and then that's the thing because Wisconsin had like the little bit of a roller coaster themselves where it's like. Are they good? Are they good? Are they bad? Are they right? Oh, you're you're absolutely right. You just you didn't know. And but now you watch and then you, you see what the Hawkeyes I mean, were doing. Purdue, Purdue makes sense because they have the name, the nickname, the Spoiler Makers. Right, it's just something they but do. But the Badgers, they don't have a history of this. Well, and Purdue seems to have the Hawkeyes number. So, like like you said, that There's is that no, there is no surprise. But this is a team that we really thought would take the run. And dominate the West, and that—that's the Hawkeyes. And so and, far, they they haven't done it. In the and West. I don't know if it was because Purdue found the formula to beat them that Wisconsin took the same page and said, "Oh, copy and paste." Copy, <laughs> copy and paste, and they, they did it almost to the almost to the digits. That Purdue game was twenty-five to seven. to seven, and this was twenty-seven to seven. They outdid it. They took what Purdue did and did it better. Now here's the thing. By two. I know that Iowa has a, they've had a really good defense, but what they were doing was they were they were they were causing turnovers, mm-hmm. a lot of interceptions. And now they're and just then, not. And then when you get when they start facing teams that don't play that bad offensively, they actually can play pretty good, hit their targets. Then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Iowa. Or they start to struggle because they aren't it. Because it, it was like their defense was giving them short fields to work with, and I don't think that they're getting that. And their offense, as no. we know, their not offense quite. has not been that good. Period. And it, they they've been exposed. That's what I think. I think they've been exposed. I don't think that they'll come back from this. This is just my prediction. Yep. Iowa is done. I, I think that they will be done. They're not. They I are, mean, they are now fourth not. in the Big Ten West. Right, so they're they're still in it, okay? But my prediction is they're done. I wouldn't say they're in it. There's only like seven teams in the Big Ten West, and they're four. Well, they're dead in center. Well, we'll get to more on that in, in a little bit. Go ahead and finish this off. Get these rattled off, and then all right. We now can we got the West Virginia thing. Mountaineers against the Iowa State Cyclones. Cyclones, another team. It's like, are they good? Are they bad? 
Well, I think this says it here, 38-31, to 31, the Mountaineers take it. Yeah. After they had a nice victory over Oak State, too. And now too we bad. got the Texas, Texas Tech Red Raiders. Ooh, the Red Raiders. Who, for some reason, fired their coach after going 5-3. and three. They seem to be doing <laughs> fairly well. They fired him. There seems to be no, nothing off the field. Yeah. But they decided to fire him for whatever reason. They played the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah, great time to fire your guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. That it's that's weird. Twenty-one to fifty-two. You'll never guess who won. Not the team who just fired their head coach. That's who. Yeah. So Oklahoma stays undefeated. And now the Oregon Ducks, once again looking like the Oregon Ducks after pretty much since they beat Ohio State, beating Colorado, fifty-two to twenty-nine. All right. Now we got the Georgia Bulldogs remaining to look like a number one looking ranked like, team. Looking like number one. Winning 34-7. to seven. But I will point out, it's only one more point than Ohio State scored against the Gators. Okay. Just want to say. That doesn't mean anything. I really it, thought it, I really thought does. Florida would have put up a few more points than that and made that a little more of a game. But you know what? The, the Bulldogs are for real. Now we got the the Duke Blue Devils and Wake Forest. Well, Wake Forest stays undefeated, winning that game forty-five to seven. That's all right, Duke. Basketball season's coming up. <laughs> Next up, we got the Ole Miss Rebels and the Auburn Tigers. Auburn takes it thirty-one to twenty, which means if Auburn wins out. They're in the SEC championship because they got Bama at the end of the season. That's amazing. It's she crazy how Bama. that all works out. Mm -hmm. And and Penn State beat Auburn. Let's not forget about that, guys. Mm -hmm. So you can take that Illinois game and think about all you want against Penn State. Penn State beat Auburn. Mm -hmm. Okay. And now we have another team that you're just like, what happened? The once undefeated Kentucky Wildcats play the Mississippi State Bulldogs. They lose 17-31. to Wah, wah. Next up, we got the Kansas Jayhawks and the other OSU, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. The Cowboys take it. They're bouncing back from their one loss, and they take that 55-3. to Then we got Houston and SMU. Houston wins that. That's amazing. You know what? I didn't realize that Houston... Was still good. Yeah, I didn't realize it. I didn't. I would never have guessed that that was their record. I believe that'll be who Cincinnati plays in the AAC. Thirty-seven, wow. thirty-four. There. Well, they have SMU on their schedule too. Well, yeah, but I mean, in the championship. Yeah. That, I think Houston is is going to be the team. Next up, we got the Tar Heels. North Carolina taking on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. 34 to 44, the Fighting Irish take it. And who are still seven or seven and one right now? So yeah, but no conference. That that's not going to help them. It, it's going to hurt them. Their campaign is lost. Um, next up, the game that we were talking about for the majority of the show, mm -hmm. the Buckeyes versus the Nittany Lions, 24 to 33. And then we got the Virginia Cavaliers versus BYU Cougars. 
66 to 49, a high scoring that is game. A very high scoring game. No defense. And there was there. still a deep and there was still um a difference in score. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. We got the Fresno State Bulldogs and the San Diego State Aztecs. Bulldogs take that 30 to 20. All right. And that is it for this week in college football. All right. So, 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 so. Let's talk about the West for a moment. Do me a favor, friend. Bring up the Big Ten Conference. The standings, yes. All righty. Okay, so they've got, uh, we got the Gophers, then Iowa. Then Wisconsin, Boilermakers, uh, Northwestern, and then Illinois, and uh, Nebraska is at the bottom of that list. Okay, so here we go. I, I kind of brought this up the other day with you, and this is this would make for some interesting things. Um, so Minnesota is still in this thing apparently, and they and. Uh, I mean, they're six and two, okay, four and one in the conference with their loss coming to game one against Ohio State. Okay, that's a really good loss, and the fact that you know in the Big Ten that's the only loss that they have. Now, you might want to scratch your head a little bit and wonder how they could have lost to Bowling Green, but they did. Okay, um, sometimes those games get the best of you. Illinois beat Penn State. Penn State beat Auburn. You know what I mean? Things happen. All right. Hawkeye, Hawkeyes, I think, are falling off. Wisconsin, you're kind of back and forth. You really don't know what's going on there. You knew that they had a matchup against the Hawkeyes. And as a Buckeye fan, you wanted to see the Hawkeyes. They had, they had the one loss, okay? And you wanted to see them, you know, pull this thing off. You know, because they were ranked so high. I think they were nine. And you wanted to see the Hawkeyes get to the... Uh, the conference championship, and the Buckeyes get there, and then them two can face off, and you'll have a top 10 team ranked, you know, in your conference and and have another great game under your on your resume, right? Okay, so this is my prediction. Hawkeyes, you've been exposed. You're going down. You've got... Um, so who else they play? They got to play the Gophers. I think the Gophers can. I think they can win this. Their offense is better than Hawkeyes. I think that they can do this. Gophers, don't let me down. Because this is going to be fun. Um, and then I'm not sure who else the Gophers have. Uh, who do they have left to play still? Can you click on them? And uh, I think it should bring up their their schedule. So they've got Illinois next, which in my mind, I mean, Illinois beat Penn State, so I, I don't know. But then they turn around and uh, dump a deuce against um, Rutgers. Uh, I mean, really? You just beat Penn State and then you go and turn around and lose to the Rutgers? Illinois, no. So Minnesota, I think you can handle Illinois. Then you play the Hawkeyes. That's going to be, they're going to be battle-tested here. Okay, um, so 
I think that they could do it. They pull this off, then they got Indiana, who we already know is a broken team, okay? Beat Indiana, and then you've got Wisconsin. Now, that's going to be another uh, really good game. It'll come down to that. Minnesota, you beat Wisconsin. You win this out. You win the rest of this. You're going to see, and Ohio State does what they need to do. You're going to have a rematch. Revenge. Yeah, uh, well, that's going to be in the in the eyes of Minnesota, right? They're going to be looking for it. That's going to be a really good for game in the Big teams, Ten. That's revenge. It is revenge for Ohio State to redeem themselves. Be like, see what happened in game one. Yeah, you got lucky. You're not. It's not going to happen this time. For Minnesota, it's like, guys, we were close. Maybe we can pull it off. Yeah. So either way, it's a revenge game. So just you, think about that there, as a there scenario. There is a guarantee there's going to be a different outcome. So just think of that as a scenario. I'm not saying it's going to happen that way, but this is going to be my prediction as to what I think could very well happen. It's in the realm of possibilities. I think it would be pretty cool to see. Now let's go to my prediction. Okay. Which is 100% possible. And... Even better than that, will allow for the stars to align just like they did in 2014. You got an Ohio State Buckeyes that lost in week two. That loss was to who? A non-conference opponent. Yep. That's who. All right, Ohio State redeems themselves throughout the rest of the season. They went out. They go to the Big Ten Championship. Who do they play? Well, let's talk about that. You just set up for Minnesota to take the conference. Right, and I think this would be huge. And by the time they get there, I've, and if they if they do this, they will be ranked. They should. Uh, I mean, I don't care if they're like 20-something. I think that they will yeah. be ranked. Now, I think Wisconsin can do the same thing. Went out, and then it comes to that Minnesota game, that's pretty much a qualifier at this point. Yep. If Wisconsin can now beat Minnesota. Okay, so Wisconsin, they win their games, they handle business, they they meet up to Minnesota, and they handle business there. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. That's what you're saying. All Wisconsin right. heads to the Big Ten Wisconsin, Championship, it, which I believe they were a three-loss team the last time we played them yeah, in 2014. Okay. Or I suppose it wasn't the last time we played them in the Big Ten Championship, but... Still. Comparatively to yeah. the fourteenth season. Okay. Which so which we which we face Wisconsin a lot. That's this is not an uncommon thing. So in Ohio State, on the outside looking in to the college football playoff. It's about where we're at too right now. Takes on Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. Ohio State wins that. Because we have a high power offense. I think we can put up 50-plus points, specifically 59. Who knows if we can hold him to a zero, I, I really, but I think. Well, we will, I don't think we'll hold him to zero, one. Yeah. We don't have the defense that we did then. We definitely don't. We don't. Not even close. All it takes is one game for that defense to come in and play hard. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes a defense comes up, plays lights out, and it's like, where, where, where was this defense at all yeah. season? Here they are. Especially since Wisconsin, even still, in this case scenario, is still a bit of a shaky team. So now, 
while I while I see your Wisconsin scenario, I'm not opposed to seeing that one play out either. But I don't think without a odd cosmic miracle would that score become a fifty nine to zero. But I don't I think do it think, would too, but I do I, think that would be crazy. The but 50 I do plus. think I don't even think we'd hit that, but I do think that we would win. We could win that game, and that would be Soundly. that would be very similar. I mean, this would be the 14 season all over again. Mm-hmm. But that's not that you. We don't even stop there, right? No, we do not stop because, there because, because this Oregon scenario <laughs> is still a contender. The scenario in their is still there. The Oregon Ducks are still a contender in their conference, right? means if they can win out very convincingly, I mean, like, play like they did this week. Yeah, you got the AP up. Got the AP right here. All right, because I want to see where, where do they got the Ducks? Right behind the Buckeyes, number seven. All right, so they're following us, right? They're right there with us. They're right in our tails. Now think about this. I am surprised that they don't have them right above us, just because because of the we head showed to head. ourselves and we lost to the Ducks. I mean, a ranked. I'm Ducks. okay. I'm okay the Ducks with lost it. To I'm okay with Ducks it, but I'm just yeah, possibly. I mean, I mean, if they're ranking, it's like who, the who, time, who they who Ohio they think State, are the best team. Right. Generally speaking, Ohio State or Oregon is going above. Generally speaking, I mean, most people are going to put Ohio State. I mean, if you look at the overall body of work and what they're doing and and how they're playing right now, yes, Mm -hmm. Ohio State above Oregon. Yep. But I mean, if you're just trying, if you're ranking based on like wins and stuff like, yeah, I mean, I I mean, I could, I could see that going either way, six, seven, either way with those two. Uh, Obviously, I'm going to be okay with where it's at. But yeah, here we are. But if head-to-head actually mattered, we wouldn't have had Alabama and Georgia in the college football playoff. Right. Right. Oh, exactly. Now, so the Oregon Ducks are still leading their conference. Okay. When Ohio State, in this scenario, when Ohio State beats Sparty, Sparty's out. Yeah, that'll knock them out. So that'll knock five, the currently number five out. Oklahoma's bound to lose this season. They've got Oak State. It's knocking on their door. They've got Oak State, man, and I think that they're the team that can do it. If it's going to happen, I think that's where it needs to happen. It's either going to be there or in the championship. No championship. One loss sooner is not going to make it. No. All right, now, I'm convinced right now Georgia – actually, let's take a step back. I'm convinced right now that Auburn could beat Alabama. It's going to be a very tight and close game, but I think – if Auburn from a couple years ago couldn't do it, I think this – or if Auburn from a couple years ago could do it, this Auburn team can. They, they have the ability. So I think they have right the there, ability. Auburn heads to the SEC championship against Georgia. Auburn's clearly not getting in. They, no, they won't. And Georgia, Georgia, would, prob- Georgia would probably so win that. So Bama's eliminated. So that takes out currently 5-4 – Three, which bumps six into the three spot as we're currently going. Who's right behind six? Oregon Ducks. Suppose they lose out or win out, sorry, mm-hmm. and win their conference championship. That bumps them in. 
Now, that could put them at four. That would put them at four. Ohio State at three. Mm-hmm. Georgia at one. And if Cincinnati keeps doing now, what they're doing, mm-hmm. and that'll keep that'll keep saying Cincinnati can't use you got them at two at this point. Mm-hmm. They will either be two or three. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard taking them out right now. Now, any one of these is a great matchup for Ohio State. You either got the interstate matchup, the revenge matchup, or the game that we're all looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Now, going by the way the playoffs works, that'll be, let's say, number three, Ohio State versus number two, Cincinnati, the interstate matchup. I think we know who would win that. I think we do. I do think it, there's potential for it to be very, very close. Mm-hmm. Like closer than the Penn State game. Yeah. Maybe. But since he's never been here. <laughs> or not. Or at this point, I mean it could Maybe. be it could be a just straight out blowout. But it anyway, I, I get the point. But Two and three, Ohio, Ohio State, State wins that. And by some miracle, the Oregon Ducks can beat Georgia. Then the stars have one hundred percent realigned. realigned. Look at the formula. Look at it. Yeah. Week two non-conference loss. Redeem ourselves from there. Mm-hmm. Play Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship. We win. Convincingly. Convincingly. We go to the playoff. We win our playoff game. We go to the National Championship. Who do we play? The Oregon Ducks. And the rest is history. Or Sometimes history repeats itself. Part of this scenario that could happen is Georgia, as expected, would dominate the Ducks. And now we have Ohio State and Georgia in the national championship. Either way, it'll be And that's good. going to be the game that will reel everyone in. Now, in this scenario, with those four teams in the playoffs, this, I guarantee you, this, this playoff, would make more money than it ever has before. Probably. I, I would like to see... Because Cincy fans are going to show up just because this may be a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I would like to see you know Georgia Buckeyes. 1, Buckeyes 2, Oregon 3, Cincinnati 4. As I much as I'd like think... to see Cincinnati, I would like to have the chance to, one, have a rematch, you know, make sure that we have that rematch. Mm-hmm. Because if Georgia beats Oregon, you're not going to get... Yeah, You're not going to get your rematch. I want the rematch. I'm just thinking, logically, Georgia's not moving. So, Georgia and Cincinnati, Cincinnati can play it out, beat Cincinnati, they're done. High State can have the revenge factor on Oregon. Which is another thing and then that play, I forgot to mention. And then play if Georgia. Were four, if Cincy were ranked number four, mm-hmm. that's a rematch for Cincinnati from last year. And Cincy fans are going to eat that up. Therefore, money comes in. Because, you know, in in a bowl game last year, Cincy and Georgia played. Yeah. And Cincinnati barely lost that. That yeah. was a close one. Right. That would have been nice. So a that chance for nice. redemption. Right. So even that scenario, where your two semifinal playoff games. Are revenge games? Are revenge games. Ooh, I one like it. The CFP, I like it a lot. If the stars align right, if you are the committee looking at this, because you know money is always a factor, they're going to be looking they're Two revenge games. Mm-hmm. Oregon fans are, are going to be cocky. Georgia fans are going to be extra cocky. Yeah. Cincinnati fans, they're they're going to want to want that. Buckeye fans, they're going to want that. Yeah. Cash well, in. Yeah. Well, like I said, there was a lot to unpack here. Um, we've already hit. We're already over our hour mark. 
Um, so we'll just uh, briefly go over. Uh, Brown, Browns lost the Steelers in a, in a grueling and ugly game. Might as well count the Browns out. They're not – I mean, they got too many guys that are ouchy um, yeah. that are just, you know, sitting out injured at the moment. I don't think that they had Chubb. I thought Chubb was coming back. I don't, I'm not sure that they even – I don't think he played. Um, he didn't get to catch much of that game. Um, Baker, blah. I don't know. He He's probably still mad. He's got that shoulder injury. They made it sound like he was going to be good, but mm-hmm. I don't know. And in the Steelers – they do what they do and just yeah. kind of hang in there and play an ugly game and somehow pull out a win. I mean, 15 to 10. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on. Um, um, and, and then what? The Bengals lost to the freaking Jets. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You decimate the Ravens and then you turn around and lose to the Jets. What the heck had to happen? I did not see that game. I can't wait to hear about it tomorrow. Um, what had to happen in that game in order to ba- this is that should have been a guaranteed win. That should have been. That should have been a guaranteed win. Now, um, I'm just running through here. The Cardinals take their first loss of the season. Yeah. To the goat, the true goat. Well, no one wants to give him credit. <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers. He's a, he, he's a great. He's a great. So, yeah. Twenty four, twenty one. Uh, I don't know if you, if you like them or not, Take man. Take that, Kyler. Ride ride the Packers bandwagon because uh, they're coming. I mean, that'd be a good that'd be a good wagon to jump on for this season. I mean, their one loss is the Saints. Um, the Niners did win, so I was glad to see that they won. Though I was rooting for Fields at the same time, and my Niners I, they're they're not going to make it. I mean, they'll be lucky to make it to a playoff. It's I mean, they, they might. Uh, yeah, I mean, they might pull something off. Um, uh, the Titans. So. Titans, Titans, take down Titans the Colts. are looking good too. Thirty-four, pretty good. I think Colts their aren't first a bad matchup of the year. I know Colts are three and five, but they're really not that bad. I mean, they've got yeah, they're, they're pretty. You know, they're that like is where in the line. Kurt, not Curtis, is he? That's where Paris Campbell is. Oh, okay, maybe. Um, so. as well as a few other Buckeyes. Um, the Dolphins lose to the Bills, eleven to twenty-six. Rams are still on fire. The Eagles. Eagles got yeah, good Lions. all of a sudden. I mean, well, I know it's the Lions, Lions. yeah, Lions but to put up forty-four and hold them to six. Yeah, the Eagles are they're they're up and down. But you have to remember, this is the NFL. Putting up over forty points, like putting up over thirty-five points, is a sight to see. Well, especially when you're not that great, like the Eagles. You you can tell that they they have no Matt Stafford. Yeah. You can tell he's gone. I mean, the record wouldn't be that bad even with him. So. So like you said, the, yeah, the Rams, Niners. Rams are running pretty hot right now. Barely taking win. Falcons barely, or the Panthers barely pull, pull one out. Considering they started at like four and three, four Okay. And I really thought the Jacksonville Jaguars would, if not win this game, I really didn't think that they would beat the Seahawks. But I think it would have been a lot closer than a 31-7 beat down with no Russell Wilson. That's Geno Smith right there doing that. So, they absolutely they have, and I and the Forty ers should have drafted Justin Fields. I don't think he's where he should be, but that's a whole nother discussion. He's in the graveyard of quarterback careers. Um, I, I really thought the Chargers were were better than what the record says they are. I really did, but it's not looking. Their that losses way. are 
So let's think. Their losses are to who? The Cowboys are one. I want to say the Rams are the other. So then, I mean, those are two the good. They losses. are really good. Those are good losses. I'll definitely give so you that. I don't know who the other one would be. Maybe the Buccaneers. I don't know if they've played. But yeah. But then speaking of the Buccaneers, they lost to the Saints. Lost to the Saints. Goodness gracious! What is going on? Come on! What is Drew going Brees leaves, on? and now Tom Brady loses to the Saints. Oh man! What about the and Washington football team? Which football team? Yeah. There's a lot of football teams. So they lose to the Broncos. And Thankfully. looks like their Cowboys pulled it off. 20 to 16. 20 to 16. A rough good, one. Good, Haven't good, lost good, good, a game. Good because I cannot stand the Vikes. Haven't lost a game since we were beaten by Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champions. All right. And they got Giant goal. Giants and the struggling Chiefs play Monday. I mean, did the Chiefs a forget two, how to play a two football? and five and a three and four. I mean, who would have thought the Chiefs would be 3-4 and four right now? That is amazing. That blows my I'm mind. I'm putting my money on the referees. I think, yeah, I think the Chiefs will probably pull this one out. I'm putting uh, my money on the refs. I, I'm... I, I just I, I can't see Kansas City. I mean, I think, they'll, I think they'll lose some more along the way, but I also think that they're going to, they're Which, going to start picking up some wins, too. They've got to I get do things play, turned around. Put this out there. The Cowboys started the season – Against the Buccaneers. Haven't lost the game since. And in a couple weeks, we have the Chiefs. Both um, Super Bowl teams. Packers did the same thing. They got they took a beat down by the Saints. And oh, haven't, yeah, haven't lost since. But they didn't play. But they're not playing both Super Bowl teams from last year. That's true. I mean, that's a bit unfortunate for the Cowboys. But fortunately, one has Tom Brady. The other currently sucks. Yeah. So, anyway, crazy things in the NFL, crazy things going to college. Football is just, it's nuts. It's awesome. Um, you just, you never know. Any given Saturday, any given Sunday, it's its fantastic. I love it. All right, let's sign off. Let's get out of here. I'm tired. Uh, ready to hit the sack. Folks, thanks if, you, if you've listened to this all the way through. Kudos to you. Um, I know we just like a, just to ramble and ramble and just, we just like to talk about things that just get us jacked um so have a great week and we'll see you next time can you feel it can you feel it